What's up, y'all? You are listening to For the Artists, a podcast brought to you by Creative M Projects. I'm your host, Melissa Cherie. And as always, I'm excited because I have another wonderful person coming on. I mean, I'm not biased or anything. I do have the privilege and honor of working with this person like every week. But let me tell you who this person is her name is arlando i don't want to say the last name because i don't want to jack it up do you want to say <laughs> do you want to pronounce it because i don't want to mess it up seriously Bye. there you go see boom that is so that is so artistic and create your last name alone just kind of embodies the essence of what has been dropped on you from above but we'll get oh to that <laughs> Oh my Let me God. tell you guys about Orlando. Her music journey, she describes it as being touch and go. Okay, she was doing music on and off growing up until college. And then in college, she didn't want to deal with anything music, like nothing, nada. She turned her focus towards film and television. She was like, I got the blinders on, see no music, hear no music, feel no music. That's my interpretation. She started her music journey at the same time that her mom got sick. She ended up taking off time from school and then she found herself couch surfing, okay? After she couch surfed, she ended up in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Ooh, that's a place I want to visit. We'll talk about that for a month. And then before leaving Santa Fe, her mom had a heart attack, guys. And she told her that she wanted to sing again. Now, not long after that, Orlando went back to school. She found her voice coach. She started taking voice lessons. Okay, after that, she started writing some songs. Her mom then passed in 2019 and she sang one of the songs that she wrote called Sweet Child of Mine. If you guys watched our Giveathon, you heard her sing this song. And if you haven't heard this song, oh, don't worry, because you're going to be able to download it, stream it, buy it. I mean, the song is, it's just a gem. I love that song. Okay, anyway, she sang Sweet Child of Mine at her mom's funeral. And from that moment on, she knew that music was what she was supposed to do. The, the one thing that you were trying to not have nothing to do with. Isn't that interesting how that happens? Yeah. Okay. So right now she's in her last quarter of college, um, about to pass the finish line on that chapter. She's working on the production or different versions of Sweet Child of Mine. We can talk about that. She has a publishing um, administrative deal and then she's writing songs for her EP. She's reaching out to artists and producers. I mean, she's on her collaboration tip. Orlando, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Did I? I'm like, oh, this is me. Okay. <laughs> this is you. This is you becoming the fullness of all you were created to be. And let me tell you, if you didn't know, now you know, because you can just play that back and hear it i mean yeah. you've already accomplished a lot of things that many people in your age and position have not accomplished do you realize this you know I, it doesn't feel like it <laughs> like and i think it's because i've been playing the comparison game to mm. people that i really admire mm -hmm. but like when i really think about it i'm 
I'm still kind of shocked that I'm at this place just because it didn't if you really asked me a few years ago I would have thought no this is ah this is probably ah but it's so weird to be like oh yeah this is actually happening (laughs) it's crazy how that happens how we don't really realize what we're doing or the progress that we've made until we're somehow like forced to stop and look at it and even then sometimes we don't want to look at it that's true that's that is- true. <laughs> i feel very complacent if i stop and look because then my focus is completely gone i i honestly like thinking about the future and being in the future mm. uh, more so than the present so okay. i feel really so when i take it back to look at things i'm like really like this happened like you know it's it's nice because i'm a person who doesn't necessarily let herself enjoy the moment i'm mm-hmm. so focused on getting ahead that i forget to look back and think of all that i've accomplished so thank yeah. you yeah you're welcome you know i've read that book the power of now i don't know if you've ever read it or heard of it i have heard of it okay that I, I should really read it again. What I love about that book is depending on where you are in life and like the season you're in, I feel like you can fit the lens. It's like, you know, like changing glasses. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like if the sun is really bright, you can put your shades on. If you're indoors, you know, you take the shades off, you put your regular glasses on so that you can see. It's like you can just see so much through different lenses reading that book. But one of the thing I brought it up because when you were talking about focusing on the future, you know, and not really being present in the now, you know, I also I do the same thing. And I think when you're when whenever we're like big dreamers, we have big vision or there's just things that we want to accomplish and do. And we're just, we want to get there to that place so bad. It's like, we don't really live in the moments of now. And it's, I don't know, that book just is a great reminder to not be robbed of that because there really is power and just staying right where like we are. There's, there's power in it. Power. There's power. So, okay, you just said that you could, you you fall into the comparing yourself to some of the people that you admire. Tell us. I'm curious. Who are you comparing yourself to? Who do you oh, admire? Oh, my God. Um, that's a really good question. Like, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Whitney Houston. Yes. I, so, like, I, like, I'll compare, and I really like Ariana Grande. Like, I really love them. Mm-hmm. Um. And so sometimes I like compare and be like, looking at my journey, like, this is not where I'll compare like, man, they're kind of farther ahead than I was. And then I had to look at my own journey. And I'm like, you know, it may take me longer to get there. That's okay. I've been through a lot personally, even mentally and emotionally that, you know, I'm grateful that I'm going through it now. Mm-hmm. because it would be such a shame to get to where I'm going and then not be able to handle it mm-hmm. so and and as much as I love Whitney I can see like in her life how because she this was the only thing that she ever did 
didn't really have good people around her, but also she just wasn't prepared to handle it. Mm-hmm. Like as, as amazing as a gift that she had, she wasn't prepared to handle all the stuff that came with it. Like it was too much. And yeah. so I always look at that as a tale of, you know, it is great to want it. I'd rather have it when I'm actually at a point where I can handle it. And sometimes I wonder, will I ever be able to handle it? But I feel like when the time comes, I will be able to. So that's that's the way I look at it. So yes, kind of going back to Ariana Grande, Whitney Houston. I love Stevie Nicks. Um, <laughs> I really love Rihanna. So, and I'm a huge fan of Adele. So I, there's many others that I admire and look up to, but those are like the main ones okay. for sure. Those ladies are at the top. They're at the top. It's interesting though, that when you talked about comparing yourself to Whitney, that you talked about comparing yourself in terms of like the t- almost like the timing of your life, the timing of your journey. Cause I think that the other trap that people fall in is comparing their actual talent and you're not doing that. You know what I mean? Like comparing, you know, your voice to their voice or your looks to their looks. I mean, that's like a common trap, right? It is a common trap and I've done it. Like, I'm not going to act like I haven't. But (laughs) in terms of like the people that I liked, that I really look up to who were able to maintain the success that they had, you know, I think that to me speaks more volume than the number of of hits. Like when I think of the journey that I'm on, Mm -hmm. because of a lot of things that have gone on in my life where music, where I couldn't fully focus on music, like I realize that it's going to take me longer. So, or it may happen a little bit faster depending on how much I push myself and how much I go for it. So I kind of look at it at that because when I look at the comparisons, like at her journey, like I honestly, I wa- I love watching the documentaries on her. Mm-hmm. And you know, at this point in her life, you know, she was already, she was already in the spotlight, but it was like years of preparation before that, you know? So yeah. I, I look at it that way and like, she had like 10 years, like her whole life was leading up to it where I look at mine and I realize my whole life was not leading up to it. So <laughs> I, I keep it in perspective. Like I'm okay. Like the voice matures when you're around 25 years old mm-hmm. so I think of the maturation of my voice where life-wise she was at you know she was kind of at the height but you know she also didn't have like good people around her not not everyone had the best in mind for her so I keep in mind that where I feel fortunate where I'm like you know I like, I know that people in my family really have the best intentions for me, even if they do, and I may not align with them, that they do, um, that, you know, mentally, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I keep in mind, like, holistically, like, it's cool to be, like, career-wise, yes, their career was smoking, but, like, personally, it wasn't all that great in terms of everything else so that's where I'm kind of like you know it's really cool to look at their career and be like they accomplished so much but you look at the personal life and it's kind of like 
So I, I keep that in mind more now. And I think it's just because I'm also older, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also older now than when I've been, like, a few years back. So I, I look at it differently. You've, you've, lived a little, you've lived a little and you've experienced some things. <laughs> yeah, and my whole life wasn't centered around music. And I think that's sort of the difference that I've noticed. Like, my life has been... I lived a life where music wasn't always a central focus. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I kind of like, I can draw on experiences that are not related to my only interest and focus being music, which I'm really grateful for. Like, mm-hmm. it's like there's other things that I know outside of it, like, oh, there's this and there's that. So, yeah, uh, that brings up a very good point because, you know, as an artist, it's like you can center your whole world around like one thing and you can make that your focus and there's obviously some advantages and disadvantages that disadvantages to that but there was a uh, something that you said earlier and you talked about how in in your comparison it's like you know Whitney's whole life was all geared towards like music and moving her into you know a position of fame and influence around you know her talent and her music and how you know that's not that wasn't your story right but what's interesting in that statement is that even though even though you were not focused in that way on you know music being your life like from a very young age or whatever i mean the idea of everything that you have lived from the moment you were born <laughs> leading up to whatever it is that you kind of become or culminate into. Am I making sense? That makes sense. That makes total sense. So it's like there's different ways to kind of get to similar places. Doesn't mean you won't land in similar places, but you don't have to get there the same way. Yeah, that's what I'm realizing. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna happen the same way. Um, and I do my best to like read about every person's bio Mm -hmm. just so I get a sense of like how, like how it kind of, how their journey mapped out for them. So, I mean, the other day, I think it was yesterday I was reading about Sheryl Crow, Mm -hmm. who was an artist that I listened to a lot growing up and her journey was, it took her, it was it was a lot more winding and it took her longer. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wouldn't have known that because some of the stories I read, it's just been super straight and narrow. And I think, and you know what? Here's what I realized. Sometimes the way biographies work, they make it sound like everything's a straight line when it's not. Another <laughs> thing to keep in mind when you're reading these bios. Yes. Like not everything is a straight line. But I found for me in my journey specifically that I'm grateful that I went through the experiences because I have so much I can write about. Mm-hmm. So good. I love that you're reading up on people. You're probably too young to remember this magazine, but there was a magazine called Vibe Magazine. Do you know about that? Yeah, Vibe Magazine. Is it still out? I think it's still out. <laughs> I think it's still out. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to look for it because I know that, um, I used to love getting that magazine because they would they would have so many bios and backstories 
of artists that were we were familiar with or not familiar with and they would just give you so much information and I loved getting the backstories yeah the backstories are so interesting I think one thing like you start to notice patterns and all the backstories about them like certain traits that they have and it's it's amazing that you realize like oh that this person did like this person also was going through something similar to this person mm-hmm. so it wasn't super it's not all isolated even like I mean I'm taking I just finished taking a hip-hop class mm-hmm. um, the beautiful thing about it is that we get to learn about the bios of all these artists um, and you realize that the world is very interconnected it's a Mm -hmm. lot more connected than you think um everyone comes up around the same time period it's not it's not really isolated like i thought it was isolated and i think it's probably the way that we in this country talk about success and how it looks like when in reality it doesn't look like the way we think it looks like (laughs) and what i notice is that a lot of these artists start out in a it's not in a similar way but their their paths intersect because they're always putting themselves out there. Like they're bound to meet one another at some point. And you mm-hmm. don't know who is going to be that person or that peer next to you. So it's a wonderful thing. Reading these bios giving me perspective that everyone's journey is different. No one's journey is the same. And what I've noticed now about reading bios in the past and bios of artists that I like now that are relevant now is that the industry has changed so much so there's a lot there's more that goes into it even though it's kind of funny when you read the wikipedia pages they'll probably state it in a way that makes it sound like whimsical but (laughs) really but when you but when i really looked into it it's like it's just a different time and so things move differently Mm -hmm. but there's certain traits in all the people that i've looked up that are that are the same there there may be differences but there's certain things that i'm like oh this is it follows like similar blueprints i would say <laughs> i feel so all over the place <laughs> you're not though you're not it's all making sense but speaking of all over the place i'm gonna help you transition uh let's get into your backstory a little bit because you you talked about how your music was on and off but you started young doing music um, like what did you start doing how did you start dabbling into music well when i was growing up the first musical thing I was introduced to growing up were like kid choirs mm. and like the school would have all these music choir like have like music choir and honestly that was like my favorite thing and then not long after that I got into piano so and that was when I was about seven years old six seven years old and I played for about up until like fifth sixth grade and I was like I actually got dropped from my piano teacher you got dropped i got dropped (laughs) i got dropped from piano were you not practicing i think that and i think i just wasn't enjoying it i remember one thing she told me was like in order to play classical music in order to play all the pop tunes i like she's like you have to play classical music which is not true but i took (laughs) that as facts um 
And then I played a little bit in high school, like brought it up again a little bit in high school. And it was kind of funny because in the meantime, I was still doing choirs. Mm-hmm. Like I was still doing choir um, up until my junior, senior year in high school. Um, and then, yeah, so I was kind of doing that. And then in the space of that time, I was writing song lyrics on and off and writing poetry. But I was always writing. I was always doing something writing related. So, and then when I got into college, I was like, I don't really want to do anything with music. And that was because my senior year I was doing plays. So I didn't really, I was like, "Mm, I'm not going to really do music. And it was funny when I got in my freshman year in college, my dad was like, you should try out for acapella. And I was kind of mad that he said I should try out because I was like, I don't really want to do music. But I was like, (laughs) you know what? For the heck of it, I'm going to try out. And I didn't make any of the acapella groups. I didn't get, I got one call back. Oh. One call back. And I didn't make any of the groups. And I was like, okay, well, I gave it a shot. Um, But you know, at that time, I wasn't like, my voice wasn't that good. It was out mm-hmm. of shape. I, I'm I'm gonna say it, but it really was I was not really able to listen as well. And also like one thing I noticed about my voice as I got older, like my voice sounds out. It just stands out and I find that it's a little bit harder for me to harmonize with people. Not mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so and then my mom got sick and then my music journey kind of picked up again. So for me, it was like, the focus wasn't so much to do music. The focus was to go to school and get a good job. So that was kind of the thing, like make school the focus, like mm-hmm. make getting into college the focus. Music really wasn't, but everyone around me pretty much was like, this is what you need to do. What are you, what are you doing? Like, you need to be doing this. I remember mm-hmm. having a classmate. He was like, you need to do, I forgot what type of choir it was, but this was in high school. Um, and I said, no, I had made a, I think I told my mom I'd only do school choir for a year. And mm-hmm. then I would go back to just hitting the books. And I remember after that, like after that year, I was like, I just wanted to do more choir stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't. I mean, I cried. I really cried. I was depressed of, about it for a year. Um, but About um, not doing music? Yeah, about not doing choir, not doing music, because I really enjoyed doing it with the people I was with. Mm-hmm. And the only choir I really had access to was church choir, and church choir is not horrible. I just felt like, I, like it wasn't the right fit for me at that mm-hmm. time period. So... But every time I put music or stopped doing music, I got really depressed and felt very lost. Even in college, even when I was doing film and trying to do TV, I felt very lost. It felt like music was always and still is the home beacon because everything seems to straighten out when I do it. And when I don't, it felt, I felt really lost. But that's my musical journey up until recently. Okay. But after you sang, now, okay, so here's my question. Because you said that you knew music was what you were supposed to do after Sweet Child of Mine. But was that during the writing of the song? Or was it 
like the actual like singing and sharing of the song that you came to that epiphany or was it a combination of both when i was writing the song i had no idea what i had i really didn't know what i had um it wasn't until i sang it at the funeral and i got a standing ovation that i realized I this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Why am I trying to do anything else? This makes no sense. And it's so weird to me that it took until my mom passed for me to really figure that out. Um, because I think people in different stages of my life up until that point were pretty much telling me this is what you're gonna do. Like, I think you need to accept that this is what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And I had a really hard time accepting it because I was like, but this isn't this doesn't follow the normal plan and framework you know um Mm -hmm. of what i of what i think i was raised up on i think for the most part a lot of times i just wanted to feel like if i could do something better than music i'll be okay but really, it honestly, what I've realized is that I haven't found anything that I do better than music. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was really, it was life affirming, but it was also a little, I think I was shocked because I think I was trying my hand and trying to do different things and not really taking the time to just sit and listen and be like, this is it like there's always there were inklings but I don't think I really took it seriously until that after it happened so okay Orlando let's do a test real quick your microphone on your headphone yes okay nope that didn't make it any better (laughs) you want me to it feels like I don't know it just feels like it's a little low but maybe it's fine okay I don't can know you hear you can... me now? Yeah, no, I can hear you. I was just trying to see if I could get the volume to come up because it seems low, but it, it's okay. You can be heard. Okay, thank you. So, you know, whoever's listening, they can just pump it up. Pump it up! <laughs> um, ooh, there's something that you said that I'm going to hang on for a second because you said, you know, you wanted to do something that was better than music or it's it's the idea that there's something better than music. And I that's that's another like kind of common society. I'm going to call it a societal ill. OK, you know why? Because in our society, it's an illness to think that arts are not val- like anything that's like music and dance and creative and expression that it's somehow less than other things yeah and you know like i was raised to think it was less than other things and mm-hmm. when i was in high school a lot of the focus was you need to do a career in stem so anything that's creative needs to be on the back burner and should be something you do on the side mm-hmm. after singing sweet child of mine the funny thing was that every person who was like be stem they're like oh no 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 no! you just need to do this <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this is like this is what you're meant to do this is what you're supposed to do like just do this like we need to like get you a manager we need to get you this and I'm like thinking to myself hold up so these are all the people who were telling me that I should just be doing something STEM related and here I am majoring in something that's humanities um and it's weird to me because I think a lot of it has to deal with because it's the most secure. Like, people know they'll find a job. Mm-hmm. And what I've found for me in these past couple of years, nothing that I've really done has been super duper secure. Like, everything's been in flux. So, yeah, it's a societal thing. And I was a part of a program in high school, and it was the same thing. Yeah. Where they're like, you know, we see a lot of Black people wanting to be entertainers and being basketball players or singers and da-da-da-da-da, but we need you guys to be business leaders and be in technology and be, you know, scientists and be, like, being professionals. And I just thought to myself, okay, like, I can do that, but I felt depressed because I'm like, but the thing I'm greatest at is not what you're advocating for. Mm-hmm. So for me, I felt very, I felt bad because I was just like, but this is what I'm great at. You're telling me to just shove what I'm great at in a box and do this career that doesn't make sense. Even now I'm realizing that I've kind of had a similar thing where relatives are like, this is a great field. And I'm like, but I mean, my heart's not really in it. And honestly, that's not what I'm best at. And I find that it takes a lot of focus and energy away from what I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. So it's a societal thing. But, you know, it's not until people see evidence that they're like, oh, you're like, this is what you're doing. Okay. This is just a pipe dream. And then. <laughs> Like, and it's not until they see the evidence that they're like, oh, like, we fully support you. And I wish it were differently where people would support you even without the evidence at first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I first sang Sweet Child of Mine, a lot of people didn't know that I was singing. But my family knew, like, my immediate family knew I sang the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the culture, the world, the society that we live in, unfortunately, the evidence that people want to see is that it can be monetarily lucrative because we, I mean, obviously we need money to be able to buy the things that we need. I mean, that's a given. However, it's like we don't esteem or value things that don't come with some sort of you know, monetary cost that's significant. Yeah, like I think like the monetary comes afterwards. It doesn't come right away. That's mm-hmm. what I'm starting to experience now is that the monetary stuff that I thought about musically, I mean, it kind of is coming to me. So I feel really blessed that it is happening in small ways and mm-hmm. cool ways too. Um, but you know sadly we live in a world where people want to see the evidence right away and what I noticed is that for a lot of the artists that I actually look up to a lot of the times their parents didn't really see the evidence super right away before they you know really started to put 
time, money, and effort into it. Like mm-hmm. a lot of them didn't really see the benefit until like way later on. So yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, all right, Orlando. Now, I know you because obviously someone referred you to Creative End Projects, referred you to me. Shout out to Debbie. (laughs) Shout out to Debbie. I don't even know if she listens to these podcasts, but she better listen to this one. Um, No shame, Deb. We ain't going to say your last name. (laughs) But... Um, you know, I did want to talk to a little bit today about just the, the program that you're actually plugged into with the organization, because we are ramping up to take on more artists in probably the new year, because I think that the end of this year is going to go by pretty quickly. Um, and we have a mentor training coming up um to expand our team of people that are going to be working with artists but you guys orlando is in the artist development um program with creative and projects and so she happens to be matched with me whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, <we're good. laughs> i'm like the ultimate hype girl okay I, I can hype some people up let's go anyway yep. so orlando tell them like i don't know what it's what it Tell them what it's been like, like being in the program, you know, what you've been receiving. Um, No pressure. (laughs) I I have been receiving guidance and a lot of accountability. Um, And I've also like, I think like my limits have been stretched like of what I can do because there's some things that I didn't think that I could do. Like I primarily do songwriting with Melissa. So a lot of it has been focused on developing and sharpening my songwriting skills. And what I've noticed is that I'm actually surprised by what I can do because you usually throw exercises at me that I didn't know of. Um, But doing them has helped me actually get better as a songwriter and the accountability because everyone needs accountability. Even if you think you're an accountable person, everyone (laughs) needs accountability. I found that Melissa's just helped me be accountable on what I want to do and who I'm becoming as a person. So that that's what I can what I can say. Like I would definitely say like there was a ghostwriting exercise that we did, and strangely enough, a week later I had to write a rap um, <laughs> where I was sort of having to ghostwrite. It was the weirdest thing ever. But it helped me actually complete it because before, had I never done it, I don't know if I would have been able to. Mm-hmm. But doing it beforehand helped a lot doing the project. So I, I find that it comes with pros. And I found that actually doing this program has actually helped me become a lot more confident in my artistic abilities and my vision. So. So it's it's a pump it or a dump it. I mean, it's something you'd recommend to other people. I would definitely recommend it. Okay, and you guys, this is not scripted. I did not tell her to say that. Just so y'all know, okay? She didn't even know I was gonna ask that. <laughs> oh my goodness! First of all, I see acceleration in you, Orlando. There has been an acceleration since the time that I connected with you and was matched to be your mentor. Um, I mean, your focus has gotten 
even stronger in terms of what you want to do musically. I'm so impressed and just proud of what you've been doing in this last, I guess, like that last quarter, last two quarters of school with just balancing, like finishing what you need to do at the Bruin house. <laughs> and then, you know, setting yourself up to pursue music in a serious way as soon as school finishes. So why don't you talk a little bit about that in terms of, you know, what you've got going on, setting yourself up to do music, um, you know, full time? That's a really good question. Uh, what I did, and I think one thing I did was actually write down what I wanted so that I'm I'm, a, I'm aware of what it is specifically about what does music look like for me full time. Um, what I did, and I kind of feel like, because part of it is preparation and luck and the right opportunity. Because, and I, because I, I want to be very transparent. Um, I started asking people what they thought of Sweet Child of Mine. So I started kind of putting myself out there and asking people what they thought. Um, I actually emailed the song to like a publisher, my publishing admin. And so doing that has kind of helped me actually start setting up making the making it my full time actually um because with her i've had to set up an llc i had yes filing paperwork for llc i've had to read agreements and sign um and also just talking to different artists and understanding their models of how they're able to do it full time has helped me understand what it's what I need to do. Like I know that I definitely need to up my social media presence, learn as much as I possibly can about social media, because part of what makes it full time is you need to be taught, you need to be putting yourself out there, but also be refining the skills that you do have like I have been refining my songwriting skills so I'm in a songwriting workshop right now having like I write I am starting to write more and more every day um what else but I've just kind of been taking it step by step of the things that I need to do in order to become full-time I wish I had a better answer for your question because this <laughs> kind of happened because for me, it's happened a lot more sudden than I thought. I thought it would take me longer to start getting the things set up, but it's actually been in the last quarter that mm -hmm. things have been getting set up. Yeah, you did secure a deal, you know, a publishing deal agreement. You are now, I mean, you're like not just doing music, but you're like a businesswoman. You have your own LLC. Yeah. And you're taking baby steps to move forward and, you know, what it is that you feel like you are supposed to do, which that's kind of a loaded statement. <laughs> supposed to do. When you think about it, it's like, okay, so what are you supposed to do? Like, who's telling, like, where is that coming from? You yeah. know? Like, honestly, I've had to do a lot of research online. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot more that goes into it than I realized. It's not only just 
making it your full time it's also figuring out and understanding the different sources of income mm-hmm. that come in as well through doing your music and what you can do and like services you can provide so there's a lot more that goes into it I think specifically because if you're just only looking to just solely make music it's not going to be t- enough to fully support you does that make sense Mm-hmm. unless like you get to a start like at some point it will but starting out it's not necessarily so like I've had to look at different sources of income that people make or do associated with their music so that's kind of helped me look at the fuller picture like oh so this is what it really looks like to be full-time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I mean that could take us down a whole nother rabbit hole that we're not going to get yeah. into because if you just look at some of the people that are most recognizable in terms of their music or just even in general in terms of pop culture and influence and you think of all of the things that they are selling and promoting and <laughs> you know what I mean it's like they don't they don't stick to just one thing and that's because you know they're making money yeah so I think you know it's really important and this is another reason why you know our organization exists is to just really be grounded in why you're doing what you're doing <laughs> you know what i mean like money in and of itself is 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 not necessarily bad right but if you it's the intention behind it yeah you know so if your intention is good then it's gonna all be good it's but if your intentional if your intention is evil i mean that's going to be seen yeah that's definitely going to be seen for sure i think what i noticed is that what i read and what i've seen is that oh not not every artist comes into it thinking about it as a business and that's something that's taken me a while to start seeing it as mm-hmm. like yes you're doing music at the same time you have to you have to look at the business of it because the business of it does actually help you be able to make better decisions with your music, which mm-hmm. I didn't really understand until the more I looked into it, it's like, oh, so this is how this works. That makes so much more sense why this is there. So for me, it's just honestly, it's helped me feel more educated because I know other artists and they're not necessarily looking at the business side of things like they're only looking at the art side and that's and the art side is great there's also like you have to kind of balance it and me I'm just starting to find the balance between the two of how to look at it business wise but also keep the artistic side of me flowing mm-hmm. yeah well <sighs> I don't how long have we been on it hasn't been an hour yet nope it has not okay good it's probably been like maybe 45 minutes all right all right that means i can still talk a little bit more whoop whoop (laughs) or are you getting tired of talking no i'm not this is fun i'm just Uh, getting amped like i'm starting to be like oh i feel more comfortable now oh you get amped it's like you're you you warmed up it's like you know when you have to go sing you gotta warm up first 
Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, what sort of things, Orlando, are you doing to kind of keep yourself grounded? I talked about how your focus has become accelerated. Um, you know, what sort of things are you doing to keep yourself in a nice, good, healthy space? Sleep. That's important. <laughs> um, exercising. I think just like in the morning, I take time to just have like time for myself and not for anything else that's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And that has definitely helped ground me. Breathing has definitely helped me ground me. Like when I wake up in the morning, shout out to Dom, my voice coach. She's like, you're going to breathe. Like the first thing you're going to do in the morning before you before you check your phone, before you do anything, is just breathe. And mm-hmm. like there's different minutes, but like I find that helps me center and ground myself. Um, also going for walks like there's a trail not too far too far from my house and I find that just walking in the morning helps start out my day really well mm-hmm. so um, I think and oh also not putting a bunch of stuff on my plate at once nice because I'm a person who loves to do a lot of things at once but what I've noticed is that just having like three priorities for the day definitely helps so that I'm not overwhelmed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and actually working on music like every week I've just been working on something whether it be for some child of mine or something else music related and that has helped me ground me music actually does ground me a lot too Okay. We've talked a lot about Sweet Child of Mine. Do you have um, an anticipated or an expected, like, I'm sharing this with everybody date? <laughs> or not yet? I don't want to give one out yet. Okay. Because I'm still, I'm like, this is the final month of production. And so we're going through the mixing and mastering stage. Mm-hmm. And until I really have that done and the video done, then I'll probably have a better time like for a release date like my target has been shooting i thought it would be november and i realized that that's not going to happen yeah it's probably gonna happen until i'm until i graduate so after i graduate is when it's gonna come out yeah but you know what that's like that i love that i asked you that question you know why because (sighs) it's a great example of how we we make some sort of plan, right? We set sort of a timeline or something that we're aiming for. <laughs> and we may not necessarily hit it exactly, but it's like imagine what would happen if we didn't even do that at all. You know what I mean? So it's like j- just the importance of being able to say, you know what, I'm thinking about having this done at this time and and then if it doesn't work out, it's fine, but you're still moving in the direction of completion and getting it done. Yes, so that's, that's the beautiful thing. I think like working on Sweet Child of Mine has definitely tested my patience because I wrote the song two years ago. Um, and the first time I demoed it, was a little over a year ago um and so now it's kind of funny being like 
a year later and it's like oh i'm almost done producing it Um, (laughs) it's tested my patience a lot but it's been very rewarding because i think i've seen i now understand the power it has and so i want to preserve that power any way that i can and i feel like even though it's taking me longer i know that it's gonna come out super beautiful you know yeah i I think that's where i'm i feel proud knowing that i'm giving a great song Mm -hmm. i'm birthing a great song whatever happens with it will be marvelous um i've already experienced what it's like to not have anybody listen to it i've already experienced it so like knowing so um it feels it feels good knowing that i'm taking the time to do it justice so i mean this it's weird because the song is going up for sync and so i think that's also why i'm being really meticulous about it not to the point of like it needs to be perfect but to the point where i'm like is this the best that i can do mm-hmm. if i feel like i can do better then i'm like okay let's push it but if i feel like this is the best that i can do and it's time to release i respect that as well your sound just went low again i don't know what the heck can you hear me now yeah, it's, no? doing some, it's doing something weird. I mean, I can hear you, but it's like it just got lower for some reason. Oh, that's weird. But we won't worry about it. <laughs> um, you know, I was going to say that's that's the beautiful thing about authentic music or music that's, you know, authentic in terms of like something that you experience or that resonates with you. It's it becomes timeless, you know. It's like it doesn't matter how much time goes by. It's like the song still resonates. It still moves you. You don't get tired of it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I would get tired of Sweet Child of Mine. At one point, I didn't want to hear it. So, but the more I worked on it, the more I'm like, wow. I I didn't realize how much a lot of people actually enjoyed working on it. Um, how they how they relate to it and how Mm -hmm. powerful it is and so you know you don't really know how great a song is until like you sit with it over time and you're like wow this is great yeah Hmm. all right well i have a feeling that our sound is doing something weird okay so (laughs) I'm probably going to begin to wrap us up. Can, you can hear yourself fine, though, yeah? Yeah, I can hear myself fine. Well, you know, when I when I check the playback, I'll see if maybe it's just something with the headphones. I think it may be. I think it may be with mine, so. All right, well. It's okay. You can be heard. And I think there is even that transcript option where people can read the words at the bottom. <laughs> Oh my god. Worst case scenario, I can put that setting on. <laughs> but it'll be fine. So, Orlando, where are are you um accessible yet like via social media? Like what if people want to find out what you're doing and how to follow you? 
Can they do that now or not yet? Oh, they can. The best place to reach me at is Instagram. Instagram is where I'm at. I do have Facebook, but I rarely go on Facebook. And I I got a Twitter, and I'm still, like, hesitant to go on Twitter. <laughs> um, but Instagram is the place where I, seem, where I hang out the most, and I have a TikTok. Oh. So... And so what on where what are you? What's your handles on those on Instagram and, and TikTok? On Instagram and TikTok, on Instagram it's Orlando Umba. So it's and then there's like the underline Orlando Umba. And then TikTok, I think it's just Orlando Umba. Uh, and you spell that M B A guys. M B A is Orlando's last name. Last name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dope. Well, I mean, is there anything else that you want to share before I do some, like, announcements and housekeeping? (laughs) Um, I would say, say, like, for anyone who is really, who really believes in their gifts as an artist, go for it. Um, You don't really know who you're going to affect or touch. I honestly think that's the one thing that we don't really talk about is sometimes we don't I think it's when we're the one who has the gift or who has that skill or have that talent we just we don't really think of it as highly as we should like we don't value it as much but I would say like value it as much as you possibly can because the world will value you more if you value what you do just as much so that's all I gotta say that's good you said a lot. And we're going to find out if they actually heard it. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I'm not. You know, we got to bring the humor. Got to bring the humor. Um, <laughs> but on that note, I will also, I'm going to piggyback on that, Orlando. And I'm going to say, you know, if you're listening and you feel like you have a talent and there's something that you're passionate about creatively and you just really are kind of stuck and maybe you're you don't know like what direction to go in um and you don't feel like you have a lot of support uh, and you're just struggling i would say hit us up okay creative and projects because we will do our best to connect you and match you with someone that can help you as you journey on right because like Orlando's talked about and and brought attention to this whole time is like everybody's journey is different. It doesn't look the same, which shouldn't be surprising. I mean, we all have very different thumbprints. <laughs> no fingerprints are like, like the snowflakes. We're all unique and different. So um, I would say you can reach out to us by, you can either call 818-934-0685. Um, or you can go to the website, which is creativemprojects.org, and you can sign up to be in the artist network, which right now is absolutely free. In 2022, that may not be the case, but for the remainder of this year, it will remain free. Uh, and then on the website, it'll tell you a bunch of stuff that we got going on. Artist development. We're probably going to do another Courage from Chaos event pretty soon. I don't know if it's going to be local or if we're going to travel with that and go up to the bay. That's still to be decided. Um, but yeah, we have lots of cool and unique and fun things happening 
to kind of meet you where you are and help you with the things that you need. So on that note, if you're not an artist and you're just listening and you love to listen every week um, and you're looking for something to do with that extra change in your back pocket, <laughs> do people carry changing work? Because I still have a coin purse. I love a good coin purse. <laughs> I have one too. You know, isn't they're great, aren't they? I like the little claspy ones. You know, I don't like the zippers. I like the like clutch style clasp. That's the one I have. <laughs> but we digress. I was gonna say, take that change, you guys. Um, put it in the bank so that you can electronically make a donation. <laughs> or you know what? You could actually send us some change too. We will accept change in the mail. I'm going on record. Um, but you can give um, at the website or on the website, creativeandprojects.org. Or even if you go to our Instagram, our Instagram is number four, the artist, because that's kind of like one of our slogans. We are for the artist. Uh, we have Linktree on there and there's a donation link or button. So yeah so do that guys it's also tax deductible because we're 501c3 all right well i'm gonna wrap up you guys have been listening to orlando she is our feature we're featuring her as one of our artist network amazing people artists wonders to watch <laughs> that's gonna be a new series these the wonders to watch. You are a wonder to watch, okay? And to behold, like a gem that has all this good stuff inside of you. <laughs> but seriously, that is the truth. She's one to watch, and we are so happy and proud to have her as part of our Creative and Projects family. And we're just looking forward to all the things that you're going to, to be. Um, yeah. So this was For the Artist, a podcast brought to you by Creative End Projects. I've been your host, Melissa Cherie. And Orlando, say bye to the people. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. All right, you guys. Till next week, keep creating from the inside out.